Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, along here with Luke Acri. And today we have kind of an a interesting interview from the standpoint of something we haven't talked about yeah, before. Yeah, a lot of untapped potential. If you're a real estate agent, there is a lead generation strategy in here that I don't think you're probably taking advantage of, or maybe you've not heard about it before. And this is a new agent that just won listing agent and Selling or uh, yeah, buying selling agent. and buying agent of the month, yeah. and then uh, sales agent of the yeah, month this yeah. month. So it's so absolutely crushing it. it with this strategy. But first, before we introduce her, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcast or Spotify. If you're not subscribed already, and while you're there, drop us a review uh, to let us know how we're doing. We're going to read it on the show. So this review comes from Nth Degree Dan. Nice. So this is actually an interview. So he he was Nth kind enough, Dan. Nth degree Dan, yeah, it was kind enough. Oh to go yeah, on. the accounting, yeah. yeah, 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 kind enough to go on and leave us a review as well. Uh, he says super insightful. Not only are these episodes actionable and insightful, but these guys are just genuinely fun to listen to. It's probably he's probably talking about the dad jokes when yeah, he says that part. I doubt yeah. that, but. <laughs> we appreciate you, Integree. All right. Thank you, Integree Dan, for leaving that review. Like I said, if you want to leave our, uh, us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it here on the show. Now, this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, let's welcome in Faina Shapiro. She's been in the real estate industry for almost a decade now as a landlord, property manager, home stager, and recently as a realtor. As one of the top nationally recognized realtors at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Faina has helped create a training series for other realtors in the industry with a world-renowned real estate trainer. Faina, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you as well, Faina. You know, really interested to pick your brain today, specifically around the topic of how are you getting listings, especially in today's market. For anybody who's not aware, depending on when this podcast comes out, you know, listings, the inventory is quite low <laughs> and getting listings in this market is proving to be a challenge for a lot of real estate agents across the country. But also you've done really well transitioning because I know a little bit of your journey and I want you to share it, but you know, you were landlord and, you know, transitioning to residential real estate as well. And you've done really well hitting the ground running, generating sales. So would love for you to kind of share your story, how you got into real estate, what brought you up to today. And then let's talk about how you're actually generating listings. Um, yeah. So basically, I've been in the real estate industry for almost a decade now as a landlord. I actually just bought a re another rental a few months ago and within a year and a half, just bought a second. Um, so as a landlord, property manager, stager, um, and then obviously now a realtor. So it's been about a year and a half now that... Um, I've officially been a real estate agent, um, so it's very exciting, <laughs> a lot of hard work, and probably the worst time to become an agent, because <laughs> um, it's almost impossible to get listings and even harder to get offers accepted. Um, but I've been lucky enough to have great uh, clients, so I've had basically a listing every week for the past. Uh, two months now. I have another one coming on next week. Um, so I'm really grateful. And I was sales and by buyer agent of the month last month and just found out today that I'm officially going to be sales agent of the month 
this coming up month too with three million awesome. in sales. That's amazing. Um, Incredible. Yeah. So um I well, I've just I feel like I've been working nonstop. So <laughs> it's nice to have some sort of, you know, accreditation for it, to be honest with you. Um so yeah, that's kind of my journey. So basically prior to becoming a realtor, a real estate agent, um I was teaching classes on property maintenance um, and renovations and organization. And um, as I was doing those classes and segued into the real estate industry, I asked if I could teach um, as the real estate expert on that as well. Just from my background of buying properties regularly and my perspective as an investor. And because the other classes did so well um, that I was privileged enough that they said, sure, we'll give you a shot. You know, if it doesn't work out, obviously, um, we might not be into it. But luckily, I've gotten great reviews. Um, they worked out really well. And I'm actually starting a new program in a different town. Uh, next year as well, but continuing to do the ones I've already done. Um, and I'm in about seven or eight. I lost count now. <laughs> um, different <laughs> towns in Massachusetts. And um, honestly, that was part of how I got all my a lot of my listings. I got three listings in the past two months just from that. And they were all um, over a million dollars or plus in that range from those classes. Can you break um, so, that can you break that down a little bit of so you you were teaching classes on investing in real estate before you became a real estate agent residential real estate agent make sure I heard you correctly there. Yeah, okay. so as a real estate investor um so I segued into real estate investing and then once those did well because I wasn't really an expert yet as an agent right yep. I didn't feel like I I deserved that I think a lot of my industry, like I don't want to jump from A to Z. I feel I need to really earn every level before I get there, right? Um, so you know, at a certain point, I felt like, you know, luckily I had a good amount of transactions. My first year, I had 14, 13 transactions. Um, so that gave me the education I needed to expand on my classes. And don't get me wrong, a lot of um, programs were like, no, we don't like real estate agents. <laughs> um, and said, no, and that's fine. And actually, this one that I'm coming up starting next year, it took me two years almost to get them to say, okay. But who are you, who are you getting to say, okay? Because I think that's awesome. Like doing like an educational seminar, who are you approaching and where are you doing them? Like, is it like a community group? Yeah. Or, like, who is it? So I target different communities throughout. I'm from Massachusetts. So I target different communities throughout Massachusetts. Um, I try to pick communities that I actually have some sort of relationship with. Nice. So whether nice. it's, you know, I own properties in that area, I've lived there, or I have family there, something that gives me a sense of, you know, relationship. So it's not random. So it, I feel like it's a genuine, you know, reason to reach out to those communities. Um, and so I start there, I reach out to the program director. First, I make sure that they don't have something similar already that they offer. Um, or if they do, I see how I try to um, approach it in a way why I'm different. So my expertise too, I'm on the board of assessors, right? So I have a little bit more to offer. Um, not more necessarily, but different. Yeah. So if someone already offers something similar, in order for them to potentially give me a shot, 
I have to convince them on it, right? Um, so it, it's a lot of work and a lot of back and forth and a lot of no, <laughs> but um, I think it's something that's really worth it. Where if you're a newer agent or you know you have a certain skill set, like you know that you can go out to these communities and try to teach on that and maybe potentially get some great clients out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then how are you converting those to leads for your business? Are you doing like a call to action during the training where you're having people sign up for a meeting with you or are they just naturally coming to you? Luckily, they're naturally coming to me. So I teach investing workshops. I teach by like buyer workshops and then I teach seller workshops. Okay. So um, I got three um, seller clients and actually... One of those originally was not interested in working with me. She was just interested in selling on her own. Um, and I, you know, I I was nicer when <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> and she really liked it. And I just, you know, we just closed a deal, not closed, but we got an offer accepted last week. It was over a million dollar sale. That is amazing. Um, well, it shows yeah. you 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 delivered value. And because you were non-threatening, non-commissioned breath, you gave value. She ends up using you because of that and the experience she had. I, a question like the, you throw one of these educational workshops, how many people tend to show up and how often do you do them? Um, so I do about, well, just on the real estate side, about three a month, maybe. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then... Um, and I've gotten some good leads, just not people quite yet ready, sure. right? And I don't do them in the summer because they tend to not have them in the summer. Or, you know, certain towns give me more and certain towns, you know, so it's kind of varies. But I do about two or three a month consistently for about six months. So with COVID, it was kind of, um, it was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. So it was really the past three months that it became a lot more busier, believe it or not. Um, because I think in the beginning, we only had like one or two participants. Um, and I kind of said, I, not that I didn't want to, but I don't feel like the class is as engaged if it's just like one person. It's sure. Like, oh, <laughs> um, so um, some I've had to cancel or it's not necessarily we canceled, but we rescheduled on a different day. So we had extra people that day. As a but result. you would get like pre-COVID, you would get maybe five, 10 people showing up or? No, it's like three to five. Okay. Three to five. <laughs> but I love that. I love pointing that out. And here's why, because just three to five people, which most people would go, oh, this is a waste of time. Like, yeah. I don't, like this is a waste of time. But you've already shown, even just in the million dollar sale that you've gotten, the dividends that it can play or pay out for you. And I think what I love about educational workshops is you're hitting two things from a marketing perspective. One is you have the straight lead generation that you're getting from the people who participate. But then also you get this major brand lift from a credibility factor with influencers in that community. Because if they're seeing you give an educational workshop on your industry, you know, buying, selling, whatever it is, you're constantly putting out, okay, she's the expert in this community on that subject. And you get to meet the people, what are they called? The program directors of the community event centers and stuff like that. You also get to meet them. So they're naturally getting to know you more as the expert on real estate. And I think that could have a compounding effect 
on your business to really position you as the person of authority on real estate in these communities? No, um, it's definitely actually been a big reason as to how I get my buyer clients because, you know, it is really competitive out there. And, you know, there's a million agents kind of buying for one buyer or one seller or whatever it is. Um, So the way that I also stand out against my competition, um, because don't get me wrong, the one I teach in all my classes is don't just interview one agent. So whether you're hiring for a selling agent or a buyer's agent, I'm very honest, like this class is not about me selling them on me. Mm. Like I try really hard not to do that. Um, and I think maybe that's why it works out for me because I just generally also love teaching uh, from my own experience as well. Um, but one of the things too I wanted to point out, sorry. <laughs> so um, every time I do the program, they send out like one of these flyers and it has like a whole bio on me and my classes to every single person's home um, in that particular neighborhood. Um, and I don't pay anything for it. Excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's one of the other magic formulas there. Yeah. <laughs> that's something the community events, is it like a community event center or something in the area? It's or part of the, um, like the adult education program. Okay. I wonder, we, we'll have to do some research. Uh, and I know Gabe, Gabriel, who does a lot of our writing for the show, is listening in right now. We'll have to research and go, how common are like educational things like this around the country? Because I know where I grew up in a place called Sluvanna County, you had like the rec center. Yeah. And the rec center would throw, that's where little league sports would be. But it also, they would do educational things like this where you could come in. So I bet there's a huge golden opportunity in a lot of these, you know, counties and stuff like that in little towns and stuff where you can tap into that. How did, is this what you did before real estate? You were doing this already before you got into the actual residential side? So I only started like a year before I got into real estate doing these classes. Wow. Um, So it wasn't necessarily that long before. I just had great turnout and I was nice to the directors. (laughs) I think, you know, you can just do that. You'll, you'll be okay. Um, But I just was really persistent um, because, you know, it's not like you just, you know, give them an idea and they're like, yeah, sure. A lot of these programs really, you know, they, you know, like I said, they hand, they mail this to every single household in their town. So they actually use a lot of their town resources to do this. So they don't take it lightly as to who they have in their programs. Like all joking aside, it's like a lot of work too. Um, I want to make that clear. And I take my classes really seriously. And I think that's part of why they do well is because like the content I teach, again, it's not to uh, it's not to sway people to work with me. That's not my goal. My right. goal is to give them information that I think will help them in whatever process they're trying to do and what you know reason they're trying to take my class. Um, and it's learning from my mistakes as an investor, or you know my good experiences, or buying homes on my own too. So luckily, I've had a lot of my own experiences to tap into um, without even having to be an agent for that long just because of my prior experiences. But, you know, the classes are great, but you also have to enjoy teaching or not be good at it, but enjoy it. It has to be sincere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would point out there's a golden nugget that you threw out that 
you know, you've been working on one program director, you said for what, two years? Yeah. Think about that from a persistent standpoint, right? And I think what hinders a lot of people from getting involved in doing educational workshops and stuff like that is the effort it takes up front to get it going. But once you get it going, you have really solidified yourself. And another point I would make, and this is specifically for real estate, although I, I think it could apply to financial advisors from an investing standpoint, there seems to be a lot of interest in the topic of investing just as a whole. That is a great way to attract and build your database. And I've seen there's an agent that I'm friends with down in North Carolina. They do something called Pints and Properties, where they basically invite people to like this brewery and they obviously have beer and drinks and stuff. And then they educate them on investing. Pints and Properties is what it's called. And she was on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she was on her Instagram the other day. And no joke, I mean, she was saying, we got a full house and she was showing the parking lot of all the cars. And I'm just like, man, what an incredible way to brand you as an authority on your subject matter, get you relationships in the industry, in the community, all that good stuff. And also obviously eventually generate business for you. And she's a big time investor uh, down there and stuff like that. But that's the same type of concept. And a lot in real estate, a lot of real estate agents don't do seminars. We're financial advisors, because we have a lot of financial advisors that listen to this show. It's way more popular on the financial services side to do educational workshops where you're inviting people, same type of idea. You're not trying to sell them on using you. You're trying to present value. And obviously, you're open to helping them if they want. And I think there's a really untapped market for real estate agents in educational workshops. I think you've really tapped into something there. Are you tired of email marketing programs that are complicated to set up, look outdated, and are irrelevant to your clients' lives? That's what Reminder Media has set out to solve with our three-in-one digital marketing bundle. With our bundle, you get a personally branded, beautiful, interactive digital magazine, an email newsletter filled with stories, recipes, and ideas that your clients will love, and more than 2,000 articles branded to you at your fingertips for sharing on social media. All digital, all personally branded, all at one affordable price. Let's see your competitors' photocopied flyers beat that. To check out the bundle, go to ReminderMedia.com bundle and see what a three-in-one marketing strategy can do for your business. That's ReminderMedia.com bundle. Take action on this today. So how else are you generating leads in your business right now? Because you were uh, you were buyer and seller agent of the month or last month, right? And then this month, yeah. you're sales agent of the month? Yes. So, um, and I did get buyer agent one time last year too. Okay. Um, but I've never had buy and sale. I had eight offers accepted last uh, the the month prior, and then um, so that was a big deal for me. But so I get some leads, actually a lot from referrals. I got really lucky. I just get a friend telling a friend. Um, so you know that emphasizes you know be good to your buyers and sellers. Mm. Um, and then I got like my first year, I got seven referrals from one client. So big deal. That's right? what we call an advocate, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Seven, yeah. referral, seven <laughs> referrals from one client. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I do do Zillow. Um, How much do you spend a month on Zillow? So my brokerage um, supports me with Zillow. That's awesome. I did try to do it myself for six months. Um, thought it was a waste of money. <laughs> and I actually teamed up with another broker who really liked me. Okay. Um, 
a lender, sorry. Um, so he helped cover some of my costs, which nice. is also rare as a first, you know, a newer agent to have a lender support you. Um, but I'm kind of very loyal. So once like do well by me, I definitely want to try to give you more business. Um, it's like a well-oiled machine. I feel like I have going because like people are, you know, the ones who are responsive and I feel like are really good at their job. I continue to recommend them. Um, but yeah, Zillow, I got like three sales my first two months in Zillow. And That's I have awesome. Yeah, I'd be closing soon too. And then I just had a listing too for a Zillow lead um, for almost a million too. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Zillow leads definitely have been important. And then initially, you know, I got some clients from open houses, but that doesn't really happen as much anymore, to be honest, because of COVID. Honestly, <laughs> all my eight sales um, the past two months never made it to open house. So. Just because, <laughs> just because of how fast the listings are selling. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge then of, of being, cause you represent buyers as well. What's sort of the biggest challenge being a buyer's agent right now? How do you, how do you get competitive right, right now with, with all of those offers coming in before you even make it to the open house? Well, it's really hard. Like I, I, I feel for a buyer in this market um, because it is so competitive and you really have to have all your ducks in a row um, to really even be considered. But I don't like agents who discourage buyers from putting offers or mindfully just say, you know, you have to do 100,000 over ask or something silly like that, which honestly a lot of agents do, right? Um, but, you know, I had five sale, five buy sides last month and some of them were new construction. Um, so that was a little bit easier, right? Um, I had two just in the past couple of weeks. Uh, week. Um, so we only went 5,000 over us. We still did inspection. We didn't have to waive anything. I actually had one offer accepted this weekend and it was a really good story. Um, so they really wanted the house and they were willing to pay a lot more than actually what I thought it was worth. And I said, I don't think it's worth what you want to pay. I thought it was worth max 40K, about 40K under what they wanted to pay. Jeez. Um, yeah. So, and I told them, I tell all my buyers, like, here's what I think the max is. You know, you can do comfortably up to that, but anything more that I personally don't feel like it's worth it. And it's really important to know your buyer. You know, if they're a first-time homebuyer and this is not their forever home, it's even more essential that you as an agent have that conversation with them because this could be literally, you know, something that breaks them financially, right? Mm. So it's really important as an agent to do your due diligence on that end. Um, but anyway, so last week we went, they were obsessed with this house. We went to visit it the day before, checked out the neighborhood. He told me, they told me they really liked it. So we came up with a plan where we would go to the open house um, and kind of linger <laughs> for the two hours. Um, and then at the end, come and meet the agent and kind of gauge the action they were having. And um, so what happened is I spoke to the agent. He wouldn't allow me to do private showings. He wouldn't allow, he was like, I'm only going to do private showings after the open house if we don't get an offer because the sellers just didn't want a ton of people in the home. Um, so I said, okay, I relayed that to my buyers. 
So the plan was to come to the open house and we had a multiple offers ready to go with a nice folder, my name, all like the documents, the pre-approvals. They had a home sale contingency. So I included the documents on that end. I got them underwritten. We included everything. Um, and then we had three offers. And after um, seeing the house, you know, they agreed to go with what I thought it should be worth. And we gave them a three-hour deadline. And we got the offer accepted with no waiving of appraisal. Wow. <laughs> no, um, with a home sale contingency and um, no waiving of home inspection. We did the home inspection the next day. Fine. But they didn't have to waive their rights and give away their children and all that stuff. So it's possible. <laughs> yeah, some people are giving away their children out there for houses these days. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Whatever it takes. But, but one of the things like you point out there is like you came prepared. There are two things about you that just resonate through all your stories. Everything we're picking your brain on. It's like you're, you're extremely authentic. Right. And you are extremely client centric and value centric, right? whether it's doing your educational workshops or servicing your clients, everything you're doing is, hey, what's the best interest for your clients? That's super impressive. And clients can sense that. And if you want to get better in sales, you have to truly value what the other person needs more than what you get out of value. And that's where so many people fall down in sales. So I think that really, really shines through for you. And you came prepared. I mean, with three different offers, you had all the different options you were going to do. You made it look good. So you were prepared and ready. And that's what won you the offer. So I got to ask you, because we ask, you know, all the successful people who come on the show is knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Like what maybe think high school age, college age, what would you tell that girl and advice you would give her? I'd buy more properties back in the day. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> buy some Bitcoin while you're at it. Yeah. Buy some Bitcoin, some Dogecoin. Tesla stocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that yeah. what led you to investing? Just that, like, is that what kind of got you into the investing or that sort of looking hindsight? You're like, man, I wish I would have known that a long time ago. Well, so I've always been obsessed with like anything house related. Like as a kid in middle school, even I would like, we would go to our, my parents' friends' houses and I would stay up late thinking about how I would reorganize the, not reorganize it, but like redecorate and restructure it to bring more value to the home, which now I think about, I'm like, that's crazy that I did that. Like, I just thought that was fun. Right? Awesome. Um, so like I always, and so anytime my dad would do a project around the house, um, cause he's super handy. Um, I always beg and plead to like help him. Like I know how to install hardwood. I know obviously I paint, like I you name it. We built our shed. My husband and I like make a really good team. Um, you know, as somebody who like I own properties, like you have to be handy. That's actually the number one thing I tell people is, you know, you really, if you're going to buy investments, you should have some level of, you know, being able to do things around the home. Otherwise you're going to get um, taken advantage of, honestly. Mm. <laughs> right? um, so I've always just loved um, that end of it. But I, I think I would have just started earlier, maybe, um, since I'm doing so great. Why not? <laughs> but um, it's just a lot of hustle, right? Um, yep. I just I think this industry is great, um, but you need to really. I think COVID is the perfect example of it. You kind of need to readapt 
and reevaluate and learn. Like I've had so many transactions, you know, already the first couple, like first year and a half, and not one of them has been the same. Mm. <laughs> I think that's kind of tripping me up. Like we, we joke in the office, like I, that I, I should retire already because like literally everything has been so different. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's been really hard, um, but great. Like I really enjoy it. And I love getting people like that deal. I think that's what makes me successful is like, like I just had a, so last week I got an offer accepted and we had the home inspection and my buyer was like, Oh, I'd like to ask $500. And I was like, can I do more? You trust me? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, are you sure? And I was like, just trust me. And I got her 2000. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Which in this market, right? That's like crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. um, and I did that a couple of months ago too, when I got them 5,000 and they only really wanted a thousand. So like, I enjoyed that part of it too, you know, and on the sell side, on the listing side, I really enjoy um, you know, exceeding everyone's expectations. Like, you know, I had one where I made almost 300,000 over ask um, recently, which that was like crazy record in that town. Wow. I mean, it wasn't because we underpriced it strategically mm. um, or I mean, we underpriced it by like 20 grand, but not like several hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, <like 300, 000. laughs> um, you know, so it's just, it's really fun. I yeah. think, I think you really, if you want to be successful, you really have to genuinely enjoy this industry. Oh, you can tell. You can tell that you love it. Yeah. You have a, you have yeah, a passion awesome. now. Really appreciate you sharing that. Thanks again for being here. Uh, uh, before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Can I give them my phone number? Yeah, <laughs> you can give them whatever you want. <laughs> Spam calls, I'll probably answer, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, my phone number is 617-820-0600. Feel free to email me if you have any investor questions or buying or selling questions, like you're just frustrated with the market and you just want a fresh take on things. Feel free to contact my email or cell phone. My email is Faina, F-A-I-N-A, at B-H-H-S, pagerealty.com. Awesome. We'll include that contact info in the show notes as well. Thank you again, Faina, so much for being here. Thank you all for listening to Dive Deeper in this episode. You can get those show notes on staypaidpodcast.com. If you're interested in supporting the show, we would love it. There's two ways that we ask you to do that. First way is to head on over to Apple Podcast, throw us a five-star rating, and leave a comment. We will review it. We'll read it here on the show. I'm running mm. out of reviews, people. I'm running out of reviews. Yeah, we need more reviews. I need a few more reviews. <laughs> Best way to help out the show is to tell a friend and share this episode on your social. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can connect with us on Instagram or on Facebook. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. And what a great idea to see, hey, who can you get involved with in your local community or local towns in your area to do educational workshops, educational seminars? There is probably gold out there, whether it's at the Chamber of Commerce, the local rec center, local events center. There are places that you can give back. And in that, you're building your credibility. And also, you can think about it not just in your specific location. With technology today and everybody getting used to Zoom with COVID and all that good stuff, you could do educational workshops online, the same type of idea, doing a webinar, advertising that to your local community on Facebook. But what I really want you to take action on is see, okay, how can I add an educational workshop to my lead generation platform 
And what are my opportunities in my local area, the local event centers that I could get involved with and see what opportunities are there? Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 